Ah, you obviously know Kung Fu. Do you ever have any of those scenarios where a rival martial arts school comes over and challenges you for dominance? Yes, uh, <laughs> and now they're all, they're, they're all dead now. Welcome to the Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. Adjust your speaker box, sit back, relax, and remember, your Kung Fu may be good, but mine is better. My guest tonight is actor, martial artist, martial arts instructor, father, and very recently heartbroken Minnesota Vikings fan, Mike Moe. Uh-huh. Mike, thank you so much for joining the Kung Fu Driving Podcast today. You're welcome, and thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, I really do want to talk to you about it just a little bit, because I'll be honest, as a Giants fan, I was rooting for the Vikings. I needed them there. Uh, what happened? Um, the Eagles happened, I guess. I think... Uh I think the Saints game, we got a little too emotionally high, and I was kind of worried about it, and uh, I don't think we recovered. I don't think we were ready mentally for the game, but you know what? It's a typical Vikings season. <laughs> Crush you at the end. It's uh, it's okay. It's part of the game. Yeah, good season, but still supremely disappointing, I'm sure, because I saw on your Instagram you had the Super Bowl tickets in hand. Oh, yeah. I had them, I had them ready to go. My wife and I were super excited. And then, um, yeah, luckily the game, it was never that close after um, after our initial score. So <laughs> we didn't get too excited. It was just like, okay, well, now we just got to plan on selling them. So it, it was um, it was better than to lose heartbreakingly at the last second. Yeah, and you always have the Minnesota miracle now. But uh, Pat Shermer has uh, taken his talents over to the Giants side of things. Yeah, you'll. I think you guys will like him. <laughs> All right. How about an introduction to you then? What is your background? And... Why did you choose to reinforce the stereotype that all Asians know martial arts by actually going ahead and being really awesome at martial arts? Because you're kind of making it tough for the rest of us. Well, uh, to make up for it, I'm, I'm not very good at math. And <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, you know, when you're 12 year old, years old, you don't think about that as much. But it's a positive stereotype, I believe, sure. I feel. So, um, yeah, I started when I was 12 and ever since then. I've been kicking ever since that day. So over 20 years of martial arts, and and now I'm share, you know, my passion of performing and also the benefits of martial arts with not only the students that I have in my martial arts school, but you know, anytime I get to use my skills on screen is always a an exciting thing for me to do. Yeah, that's great. And I know Taekwondo is your style of choice. Uh, are you studying anything else, or are you more focused on furthering that Taekwondo knowledge? Uh, Taekwondo has been my main discipline and pretty much only discipline that I've been formally trained in for about 20 years. I recently took up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which has been a fun challenge for me. But um, but yeah, in terms of holding any real credentials in anything, it's Taekwondo. Cool. And as you mentioned before, you're not only a practitioner, you're also the owner and operator of a martial arts school in Wisconsin. How did that come about? Um, I've been teaching ever since I was... I don't know, what was it, like 15 years old. So when, when my instructor kind of caught, realized that I had something special and that I was um, kind of a ham kind of guy, just like <laughs> the center of spotlight, I like being out in front of people. So he, he recognized that and uh, he kind of helped me develop my skills as a teacher. And then, you know, I've always been either or just at the school at all times. So it was just kind of a natural progression for me. I started teaching out 
in a little YMCA. I used to go to people's houses and train people. And when I moved to LA to be an actor, I, I taught part-time at different schools, even had my own little club. And then uh, when my family and I decided to move to Wisconsin, it was kind of the time for me to fulfill my dream of having my own like legitimate full-time school, which has been going great for about uh, five years this year. That's great. Do you ever have any of those scenarios where a rival martial arts school comes over and challenges you for dominance? Yes, uh, and now they're all they're they're all dead now. Nice, very nice. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, we you definitely have you know you know definitely have those days when people come in and they wonder about and they they snoop around and you know under the guise of wanting to be members, but you know that they're <laughs> shopping around and it's like go ahead, we're our doors are open, we have no secrets. It's just uh, yeah, but we try to keep it professional and and we know that you know. People will go where they want to go, and it's all good. And when you were growing up, did you ever seriously consider other styles? Because I've always wondered about what draws certain people to certain styles. What was it about Taekwondo that kept you in it? I think uh, being uh, having Korean heritage, um, I wanted to find something that, you know, I think even when I was 12, I was like, oh, Taekwondo is Korean. And my dad used to talk about doing Taekwondo in the classroom when he was young. So that that was kind of like an, an additional bonus to doing Taekwondo, kind of connecting with my you know, heritage a little bit. And not only that, but, you know, when people train martial arts, it's so much about convenience. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have Taekwondo school within 10 minutes, I probably would have done karate or kung fu or jujitsu, whatever it was. Right. So I think that's a big factor as well. So the, the grocery store that my mom used to shop at uh, had, had the little strip mall and the school right next to it just see it all the time and i'd be like mom why aren't you signing me up and then eventually she finally gave in cool yeah you mentioned kung fu were you ever a fan of the kung fu films the martial arts cinema while you were growing up yeah definitely i mean i'm not um i'm not as versed as some but mm-hmm. you know the the earliest memories i have of you know being introduced to martial arts was was bruce lee and jackie chan like all his old movies we'd get a hold of them but we'd watch them on the weekends and yeah. Ever since I saw Jackie Chan, especially Rumble in the Bronx for me was the one that was like, wow, <laughs> this guy's incredible. This is this is what I want to do. So uh, that and all the pop culture of like uh, the Power Rangers, even Street Fighter that I'd play in the basement until my thumbs were raw, like all that stuff. They all just kind of like contributed to me uh, finally doing it myself. Interesting Street Fighter, right? What a coincidence. Yeah, quite a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> How did you make that leap then from martial arts to film? Because in doing research on you, I found that your first foray into film put you on set with none other than Jackie Chan himself, which for a fan must have been mind-blowing as a as a first step. Yeah, definitely. I didn't really have plans of really pursuing entertainment. Uh, I was gung-ho into like business school, and I thought I would be like a finance guy at a bank. And uh, after I had my first first year of college, I had an internship with, you know, on that track and after the first month i was like this is exactly what i don't want to do with my life <laughs> um so after that uh, i kind of got back i had taken a break from martial arts for about a year because it was my first year in college and after that i was like i, want, I should keep kicking and i just had this feeling and then um, had an opportunity to, to get back into the the business of it and that's how i started my own that's how i started uh, uh one of one of the schools that i had in minnesota so um yeah, I think the jump into entertainment happened coincidentally where um, I had a friend that was connected with the Jackie Chan people. And they said, we're looking for some Asian guys that can do some 
some high level tricks in extreme martial arts and I sent in a tape and two weeks later I'm on set with Jackie Chan, which is kind of surreal. That's amazing. Yeah. Now you've got your own fans who recognize you as Ryu from the Street Fighter films, which you made with Joey Ansa and Christian Howard. How did that whole thing come about? Because uh, according to Christian, who I interviewed recently, social media played a little bit of a part in that, right? Yes, yes, definitely. Like, um, you know, John Fu had originally played Ryu in Street Fighter Legacy, which, and I didn't know Joey, I didn't know Chris. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And um, I can't remember how, maybe it was a year or two after that, I got a random Facebook message from Joey himself saying, we're going into the production on this new project. Uh, We're interested in you playing Ryu. So coincidentally, we were both going to be in L.A. for, you know, I I think actually I was living in L.A. LA at the time and he was coming over to visit. So we made a time to, you know, we met for a day and did some training. And uh, after we had parted ways, I sent him some audition tapes that he requested me to do and you know, a couple months later, after everything was starting to get in motion, uh, he let me know. And um, I, I honestly didn't know if we were going to do it because I, I think we had like so many different things. And the production was funded just right at the last moment. Wow. And it just kind of happened. So I, when I think back at it, it, it was so close to not happening. So oh, it's wow. such a such a blessing that everything came together when it did. And, and we went out to Bulgaria and shot... Um, what I feel to be one of my proudest works as, as an actor. And, and I know Joey and Chris, they, those guys developed it. So I know that they, they really have uh, fond feelings for it for sure. I think it was fantastic. I really enjoyed watching Assassin's Fist and Resurrection. So great job from all of you guys. Now, tell me honestly, though, as an actor, you know, you're looking for that role that's Oscar worthy with pathos and gravitas when you learned that you were getting involved with uh, Street Fighter, which is a video game character, uh, were you excited about it or were you like, oh, what did I just do? No, I mean, like, honestly, when I was uh, approached for that role, I'm, I'm not thinking, I'm not thinking, of course, it would be great to win awards, acting, SAG awards, Oscars, all that stuff. But for me, that wasn't my when I first started out, my dream was to be like Jackie Chan, to, to make nice. people smile, to make people say, wow, you know, with the action. And and now that I've tasted different roles and different characters and different productions, even outside the actual world, now I can start thinking about that a bit more and making that more of a reality. But, you know, before I got Ryu, it was just like, man, I just want to be in anything that's cool, especially <laughs> if it's something that I uh, played as a kid. So, no, I wasn't thinking about you know, being the next Brando or being the next Pacino. I was just like, yeah, are you kidding me? That's awesome. Yeah, definitely very cool. Um, tell me, though, a little bit about the bulking up process that you had to go through for this role. Because the characters, as all fans will know, uh, are built pretty huge in the video game. I mean, there's a certain physicality to them that you had to kind of live up to. Uh, and prior to this, you probably didn't focus a lot on massive gains. No, and in fact, I was like, um, I, I'm naturally just kind of a lean, skinny guy. I, you know, I have more sleeve body type for sure. And you know, Ryu is a video game. There's, <laughs> there's nobody, there's nobody in the world that looks like that that can also move the way he does. Right. And if there, there is somebody like that, then, then they should play Ryu <laughs> if they can act. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's. You know, you do the best you can. And I, I started maybe at about 135, 140 pounds. Mm. You know, I'm 5'8", five, 5'9", five, so it's like that's still really skinny. And when Joey told me I, um, I had about four to five months 
and, and during that time, I wasn't sure if we were actually going to make the project. So I'm kind of doing this out of my own goodwill. We're not getting paid for anything. It's just like, okay, if we do go, um, this is what I have, and I want to make sure that I'm ready. So I had to pack on 30, 35 pounds. And when you have to do it that quick, and especially when you're starting at such a lean base, you can't really do it the optimal way. You just got to kind of eat whatever right. you see. And I remember setting my alarm for 2, 3 a.m. some days and downing the most disgusting weight gainer, whey protein. It's just disgusting, you know. And, it is. you know, I used when when you eat to gain weight, it's not fun. When you eat because it tastes good, that's fun. But right. when you're eating to, it's just food becomes a chore. Yeah. And even now, even now, I'm not trying to gain weight for any particular project. I'm just trying to keep my muscle mass and gain a little bit. It's still very hard. You know. Yeah. You you want to keep your speed. You want to be able to feel good when you're not doing projects and feel light and feel healthy, but. Um, yeah, it's definitely a balance, but I, I feel like I'm in a good place right now. I think you look great as you. I think you did a great job of putting on that mask while still maintaining all that speed. So kudos to you for that. Uh, what is your training like nowadays with everything else that you've got going on? Are you training every day, every other day? How does that work? Uh, for me, it's, it's like I said, just recently, it's all, of this. I mean, I have a school, I'm an entrepreneur. I have an acting career that I'm still mm-hmm. trying to, you know, still trying to make my mark on the industry. I still, I still think I'm a newcomer. You know, not a lot of people know who I am outside of the uh, street fighter world. And um, yeah, I, I train every day. I mean, first and foremost, that's what I know what to do. I'm a martial artist, and uh, I would say I do weights um, three to five days a week. I do martial arts five to six days a week. I'm trying to do yoga two days a week. I'm doing jujitsu, and um, yeah, I just try to immerse myself in it. But I'm also trying to be. Uh, a family man as well, yeah. you know, because I've got a wife and I've got three kids, and I think that comes first. But sure. uh, yeah, it's it. I have a fun time with it. I'm I'm continually challenged, and that's the exciting part, no yeah. matter what it is. You know, you mentioned that maybe people don't know you outside of Street Fighter, but you did go from video game hero to comic book superhero with the role of Triton on Marvel's Inhumans. And uh, I gotta ask you a little bit about that little white lie that you told to kind of help you get the part of Triton, but uh, only because it's probably not something that most people would <laughs> would necessarily want to lie about. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a lie, but it was like, you know, <laughs> they, they, you know, if you imagine my situation, I live in Madison, Wisconsin, and not a lot of people act out of a city like mine. Right. You know, you usually live in New York or LA or London or something like that. So last five years, I've been taping auditions in my basement and sending them over um, through my reps and you know uh, when I did in humans uh, I think I got a shot at that role because I was very close to a uh, a role in the Iron Fist series the year prior oh, and I just were, missed really? out on it oh, okay. yeah and I missed out on that so I was really really bummed you know I thought that was going to be kind of like my next thing and when I didn't get that there was a couple other movies um, that I was very close on just thing after thing. I was just like, ah, oh, you know, and then I'm like, is this, is this acting thing? Is this really what I want to do? Because at that time my school was starting to really uh, blossom and, you know, doing really, really well. So I, at that time I was like, do I even really want to do acting? Like, of course I enjoy it. I enjoy teaching martial arts. So um, when Inhumans came up, um, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going for this, you know, maybe this is the one it's, it's kind of like that. With every project I do, with every audition, it's like, this could be my 
forever. I never take it for granted. Sure. So I got the call for Inhumans. They liked my tape. They they flew me out to L.A. and I screen tested in front of Marvel, in front of ABC, which is, you know, that's a very intimidating process. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in the room, uh, they're getting to know me and they're like, hey, just so you know, Triton, he's an underwater superhero. Do you feel comfortable in the water? And I, I do, and and I'm, I do feel comfortable in the water. But I was, I, I kind of embellished. I was like, yeah, I'm like a fish. I love the, I love the ocean. I'm, <laughs> I'm great. And you know, thinking in my head, it's like I'm not great, but I'm not terrible. But they don't need to know that. Sure. And and uh, you know, of course, I'm going to spend a lot of time in the water between now and when I have to film. So uh, I just, I think I did an interview where I said that to them and. And then the next day, the the Twitter high, the, the Twitter title was Mike Mo lies to get a role. They sensationalized it. <laughs> they certainly did. So I was like, wow. Well, I'm never doing an interview with them again. So yeah, it was funny. That's funny. You know, I caught Inhumans, and uh, it was cool to see you as Triton. I think you looked great, and you did a great job with it. Uh, it's funny because you kind of kickstart the whole series, and then I don't see you again until episode seven yeah i think that was kind of like a secret that they needed me to tell uh from the get-go when i auditioned they said hey listen this is a major character but you're only going to be in two episodes out of the eight and then it eventually turned into three thankfully but um that was supposed to be kind of like a kind of like a spoil i didn't i wasn't able to spoil that for anybody so you know they took me out to comic-con they'd seen one i'm dead <laughs> so, so that was fun yeah a bit of a shocker for sure but uh, uh on the flip side of that you didn't have to do much swimming after all it turns out i didn't need to do anything like that so <laughs> to stay with the acting for a little bit as an asian actor in hollywood uh there's still struggles that we got to deal with right uh there's whitewashing there's massive stereotyping uh do you find that you still have to deal with that kind of thinking or if you do how do you cope with it Honestly, uh, I, I made a point, I think maybe four or five years ago. I've been acting for about, what, 11, 12 years now. And I think I made a decision about five, before I moved here, maybe five, six years ago. And I told my, I told my reps, whenever I got a, an Asian stereotypical role, mm. and, and I definitely would do some of those. I'd go in for auditions and you know, I would never do something that degraded Asian men, but, you know, things like I played a waiter, a sushi waiter on house and, mm-hmm. you know, just little token things. And, you know, the balance between you got to work and you got to build your resume and, and nobody's above doing small parts. Sure. And I'm that's still my attitude. But when it comes to doing accents where they're not necessary or if it just kind of it just checks a box, like I told my reps, like I'm not doing an Asian accent unless it's like that's part of the the story in it and it's and it's tastefully done and on top of that i'm terrible at doing an asian accent so it kind of worked out for me um so i do hear a lot of my friends they're like oh i all i go out for is the chinese delivery guy or this this really nerdy guy so luckily maybe because i i let my my reps know like i'm i'm not interested in doing those yeah so i haven't i haven't really had to deal with that too much and in fact you know, I've noticed in the last couple of years, because of all the the stuff we had to deal with, with the whitewashing, as terrible as that was, I think it was necessary mm-hmm. to kind of bring it to light. And right. now the student networks, they're finally seeing like, okay, yeah, that is wrong. And 
you know, the Asian population, the viewers, they want to see it. And, and not even, and the non-Asians, they, they not only are okay with it, but they like diversity, you know? So yeah, I've had a couple auditions lately, lately where it's like, okay, the the Asian male is the hero, the badass. And that's ultimately, those are the movies I want to make where, where it's not, you know, we don't have to explain why is the Asian guy getting all the girls. It's just, that's the character. Right, right. And I got to say, this is just a little bit weird for me because when I was growing up, especially in the Kung Fu era, the heroes that were on TV for me and for my friends were these Asians, these Asian martial artists that knew what they were doing and that could carry the entire picture. So it's a little bit strange to go from then to what we're going through now. But like you said, I think Hollywood had to go through this and find out for themselves that there's a whole population out there. Uh, There's a whole group of people out there that are looking for heroes and for role models that look like them. And and it, it only helps them in the entire industry to recognize that and to promote it. Yeah, definitely. And I actually, um, I actually just did a movie where I auditioned for a character that was written Asian and, um, you know, he's like a straight racer and it's got, you know, it's not a negative role, but it's, it's kind of like that typical Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift type character. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm not getting it, but, uh, the directors and the producers, they actually, they really liked the, they, they like me as, as a guy or as an actor and maybe just not in that role. And they, they actually said, Hey, you know, you're not perfect for this role, but we've got another role. And this other role was, you know, ethnically ambiguous. He was an undercover cop. And, um, you know, that was, that was kind of really cool of them to see that because most of the times people would say, Oh, well, we already have this Asian character that we cast. Mm. We're not going to have another one. But these guys were like, are you kidding me? Like, this is New York. This is a movie set in New York. Of course, there's going to be diversity. And uh, yeah, so I'm really excited for that to come out. Uh, it's called Killer Man. It stars uh, Liam Hemsworth. So it should be out this oh, summer. Very cool. Now, on the flip side of that for a second, uh, because for a long time, Asians on screen were associated with martial arts. Uh, not so much nowadays. Martial arts is multicultural. So what do you think of the state of martial arts in cinema today? Uh, because again, contrasting from the heyday of the Kung Fu era, which I grew up in, uh, the guys that I watched on screen were true martial artists. They knew what they were doing. The skill that they displayed was very, very real. That's not necessarily the case nowadays, uh, particularly with uh, big name actors uh, doing martial arts type movements. Uh, <laughs> but um, what is your take on the way that martial arts is being represented on screen today? Um, I mean, I get why it's gotten to this point because the studios feel like they need that big name actor or a lot of times it's just they don't they don't value the the importance of the physical storytelling as they do the actual lines written on the page so you know somebody like Keanu Reeves and 8711 who are actually you know they're versed in they came from the stunt world they came from action so to see movies like that do so well and to have Keanu Reeves, who's an A-list, you know, superstar, he does stuff because he values it and he's training. He's been training. He, he puts so much effort into the actual, uh, the fight choreography and the training. So that's great. Um, and martial arts now is so much more international because mm-hmm. when we saw Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee, it was all Kung Fu. Yeah. You know, that was, and then it was Karate Kid and it was all karate. Now it's, you know, with the UFC's popularity, with, kickboxing and 
jujitsu and there's, you know, martial arts is now just martial arts. It's not, it doesn't have to be Kung Fu. It doesn't have to be one thing. It's just people like action and martial arts is the, the most exciting way to, to deliver that on screen. Are you looking to be one of those martial arts action heroes? I mean, would you embrace that role if you found yourself in that kind of groove or would you want to continue and kind of broaden your horizons and do a whole different range of stuff? Uh, I know where my strengths lie and I know, um, and I know what I love to do. I love to do martial arts. I love to do my own action. Like when I'm, when I'm on set and I get to do fights or any type of action, like that's what gets my blood boiling. That's, that's what makes me really exciting. Don't get me wrong. I love creating characters and doing the dialogue stuff, but I got into this business so I could be an action star and that's, that's what I want to do. And, and, and if I'm, you know, blessed enough to be able to, to follow that path and continue, continue to ride that path, then yeah, then people will get to know me. And then, then my next challenge will be, Hey, to prove to the world, I don't need to rely on action to be, um, to be a, a grade a entertainer. So obviously it'll just be martial arts. And then, then I can show that I can do the comedy. I can do the, the drama and then, uh, that'll, then, then I'll be like the rock, the Asian rock, just he'll, he'll do whatever he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed now that I didn't get to see you in iron fist because that show in particular, uh, to me is one of those shows where the martial arts is, it's more than a little bit suspect. Right. And, uh, I think it could have benefited from more martial artists, more true martial artists that knew what they were doing to kind of help define that show and really set it apart from the rest of the, uh, Marvel Netflix universe. But, um, Speaking of that, uh, are there current martial arts action heroes whose careers you're kind of following to kind of keep up with and uh, who you're looking at to kind of fuel your fire? Currently, um, I mean, there's obviously the old guard mm-hmm. and who's still at it. And even Jackie Chan, when he says he's retired, he's not retired. He's still <laughs> making movies. And, um, you know, Jet Li's pretty much done. But there's a new wave like Eco Ways. He's... Yeah. He's starting to blow up, and we got, you know, Skins, who's doing it on the indie scene. He just had a, his own movie come out, and uh, there are so many people, but I feel like there is still a void in terms of young, up-and-coming action actors, because there's great physical performers, and there's great Asian actors, but I still feel like we're looking for that for that triple threat, acting, yeah. action, and 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 just the persona. So uh, I'm looking to fill that vacancy. So if all goes right in the next couple of years, uh, hopefully people will get to know who I am and what I can do. That would be very cool. Now, are you looking to develop your own thing? Uh, is that one of those things that you're going to kind of take on for yourself and try to craft that dream project for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I signed with an agency uh, late last year that's interested in in developing uh, a slate of action movies. So I'm just right now, you know, it, it doesn't happen overnight, but that's the plan. Cool. Uh, the master plan to do, to start off with small action movies and then just build it up from there. That is very cool. And I absolutely wish you the best of luck. I hope to see that happen for you. Thank you. Yeah, definitely bring that on. All right. Uh, you ready to do a quick lightning round? Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, I asked Christian Howard the same question, but definitively Ken or Ryu? Ryu. <laughs> of course. All right, Mike Moe or Christian Howard in a rap battle? Mike Moe. <laughs> really? For sure. Because <laughs> it's already happened and I already won. No way. <laughs> <That's awesome>. There's videos. 
<laughs> I'm going to check that out. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Give me your favorite Vikings quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. Dalvin Cook, Stefan Diggs, slash Adam Thielen can't, can't choose. And next year quarterback, I have no idea. No idea. Probably Case Keenum, but probably, who knows? Wow, nice. All right, finish this sentence. Dear Giants fans, Pat Shermer will make your team less sucky. <laughs> wow, that was brutal. <laughs> well, well, last year. Yeah. yeah, okay, last year was pretty terrible. What do you think is the strength that he's going to bring to the team? Uh, Eli Manning will become more Manning-like again. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. All right, so what was harder, swimming more or having to sit through that Triton makeup? Uh, looking back, the makeup. Uh, yeah, I imagine. Uh, I read somewhere, I think, that you were sitting for up to four, five hours. Yeah, three and a half. But yeah, there were some long days for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. All right. And uh, final lightning round question, and I'll let it out if you get it wrong. But uh, what is your favorite podcast about Kung Fu and martial arts movies? Kung Fu Drive-In Podcast. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Um, all right. So what is in the pipeline for Mike Mo? What can your fans expect to see coming down the line from you say in the next couple of years next couple of years man i wish i could tell you exactly what's gonna happen but then and then the fun of life is uh kind of that's what's fun about life you never know so sure. um short term we've got killer man coming out this year later this year with liam hemsworth as i talked about cool. humans this future is still up in the air i'm pretty sure there's something there might be something going on with us but i don't know if it's necessarily going to mean a season two um, so okay. still kind of wait, still kind of waiting on that. Um, and I'm auditioning for lots of cool projects lately. So hopefully one of them hits, find something that works for me. And then, uh, towards the end of, end of the year, I'm hoping that I'll have, um, the beginnings of my first starring vehicle movie, uh, coming up. Very cool. And what's the best way for my audience to keep tabs on everything you got going on in your school? Plug your school too. Oh, for sure. So if you guys are in the Midwest or in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, I own Moe's Martial Arts. It's in a village called Wanakee, just uh, just outside of Madison, Wisconsin. And that's moesmartialarts.com. Otherwise, you guys can all follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, with the handle Mike Mo M-I-K-E-M-O-H. And you can also scream loud and I will hear you. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I gotta ask you a quick question too about Wisconsin. How did you decide to settle there? Because I, all I know about that area is the extreme cold that you guys go through every now and then. Uh, and I knew some guys growing up that uh, kind of bragged about being from Wisconsin, where uh, one of the contests that they put themselves through apparently was to kind of stand outside and see how long you could stand out there before you started to suffer from exposure. <laughs> That sounds really stupid. I've never done that. <laughs> no, I grew up in Minnesota like uh, since I was three. So it's kind of like that's where my parents decided to move after my dad uh, got his job. So worked for 3M. That's how we ended up in Minnesota. And then after I moved to Los Angeles, my, my wife and I lived there for about 10 years. And then uh, we, we, we started having kids. And L.A. is a great town. We love it there. But we started having like uh, LA is not what we were looking for in mm. terms of raising a young family. So as much as we wanted to get out of the Midwest, as soon as we had kids, we were like, well, maybe it wasn't so bad. And for kids to grow up, it's an amazing place. The Midwest is an amazing place. Uh, we're really happy here in Wisconsin. I never thought I'd say that growing up in Minnesota for so many years. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's great. So it's a nice contrast. Next week, next week, I'll fly out to LA for some meetings and some training and 
I'll get to have my California sun, but I've got a nice balance. I get to come home to a suburb with, you know, really nice families, lots of kids in the neighborhood. So I, I kind of live a, a double life and, um, I like it that way. Do you wind up having to deal with a lot of Green Bay fans where you are? Oh, they're they're everywhere. <laughs> but I hear they're pretty good for the most part. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't. I used to hate the Packers, but now it's just like, yeah, they're a good team. It's, yeah. You know, if the Vikings are out of it, I, I'm not going to be like wearing a Packer jersey, but I, I'll, I'll root for them. <laughs> That's cool. For sure. <laughs> That's cool. Mike, thank you so much for sitting with me. I hope to see a lot more of your work in the near future, uh, especially in Street Fighter. Do you know if that's in the works? I know it's in the works. I don't know the inner details, but I know it's in the works, and I know that uh, Joey better use me again. If not, I'll still wish it well. But, uh, yeah, it's in the works. Cool. Uh, obviously, we're all optimistic about uh, its prospects, but, you know, showbiz is showbiz, so... Um, yeah, we'll have to see. Oh, you did a great job as Ryu. I thought you were fantastic. Thank you, and I'm looking forward to more of that. And uh, maybe some Inhumans where you actually get to do a lot more swimming this time. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll see. That The world is all our, our oyster here. That would be awesome. Best of luck on everything you got going on. Super cool to have you on as a guest. I'm looking forward to more of your work on screen, starting with Killer Man with you and Liam Hensworth. So uh, best of luck again. And thank you so much for taking some time out to sit and talk with me. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, taking the time for me to to spread the word okay guys that was a fantastic chat with mike mo what a down-to-earth dude humble but hungry and i truly wish him all the best give him a follow on instagram and twitter and let him know that you checked out his interview on the show and if you're a commiserating vikings fan send him a virtual hug because it's always tough to get that close to the big game and then stumble but i think the future is bright for both the vikings and for mike mo and luckily it's us fans that are going to benefit I apologize for the quality of my voice in this show, but I got ravaged by the flu and actually lost my voice for like three days. So this is as strong as I could get it before really needing to record. So hopefully it'll be back to full strength soon. In the meantime, in between time, check out my fellow castaways on Twitter and get a taste of some of the other great podcasts out there. From bad movies to good pop culture and everything in between, you will find a show to suit your fancy, I promise. As for me, check me out on Instagram and Twitter too, or Facebook and email. If you have a spare moment, swing by iTunes and leave me a rating and a review because that's a great way to keep the show on the iTunes charts so that it can keep growing. I love hearing from my listeners, so drop me a line, why don't you? Until next time, Poison Clan, peace. Poison Clan rocks the world. Shouting monks on the hands, running down the thousand stairs. The fate of Lee Khan, now's in King Yu's hands. With the fearless idea, they're roaming over the land. Yeah, the little bit soldier is older than wiser. He wants a world of peace because he doesn't want to fight. Yo, got the venom mob laying down the law. Bruce Lee delivered kicks, guaranteed to raise jars. Fight for the cars, then pause here. Applause, not again, back kicks will defeat the outlaws. Very good, but more 
Jokes no hit back Yeah the death jewels here David D is coming back The Tai Chi master Jelly's even faster The child a little drink Because he is the drunken master Once upon a time in China Rosamund Kwan is real fine But see Maggie show his spine Golden Swallow has arrived Shang-Chi movies Will the hero we survive We've got the brave archer Make his way to the top Of the mountain gonna fight May as well pick the spot Yeah the sky goes black Cause the vampire's back We've got Lam Ching Ying To kill them all So stand back You place the black magic On the soul of the sword And our sword will travel Until his body's on floors Yeah Wing Chun Shaolin The mantis style Yeah defeat the enemy And watch him run for miles Blood will spill Now on the mountain tops When we bring back The soul of the legendary pops Walk to the tea house Belly for some action Drink a little wine We're getting drunk And then we're fighting Ha This time it's war We smash the place up With a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house Ready for some action Drink a little wine We're getting drunk And then we're fighting Ha This time it's war We smash the place up with a dragon claw See it's a game of death yo You're facing the big boss It's once upon a time in China counting the TikTok The Shogun assassin slashing blood is just drip drop The head kick, neck drop, balance the won't stop Wanna kill Bill, better get the assassins He's got Irma dressed in yellow But she is in the dragon but in the tea rooms That's where it'll happen She got the bodies on the floor When the blood it'll splatter against the wall No fear at all, to kill them all There's always blood spilled when you head into a war Fearless Unleashed The fist of legend that the car jet I'm Bolo Young, yo, I'll always be a beast You rumble in the Bronx, yo, I'm rumbling the streets And it's simple, see the facts are these It's only ever gonna be one Bruce Lee Walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha! This time it's war To smash the place up with a dragon claws We're walking to the tea house, ready for some action Drink a little wine, we getting drunk and then we're fighting Ha!